0: I'm back. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 what did I want to say? So today, today I want to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about how I, why I decided to quit my gym membership and how it's been one of the most incredible things uh, I've done. So I'm going to be discussing a lot about movement, exercise, the whole gym culture. Um, our intentions behind stuff like movement and exercise and our bodies and so yeah, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, my name's Lana, I have been running these podcasts for I think just over about a year now and also on that note, that really brings me to say I am incredibly ecstatic slash in... Kind of like shock and disbelief that so far this podcast has had over 5,000 plays, which is insane to me because I'm kind of like, What, how, who, when, where? Uh, I started this podcast, I think, just over a year ago now, and it's really just been a platform for expression a way to express myself and expression has been a really huge part of my healing journey especially as as i was quite introverted as a child and i kept a lot in and i never really expressed my emotions um a large part of my healing has been around that physically mentally emotionally it's it's done me wonders so um i've also noticed through that through the the uh, ability to bear my vulnerability Uh, I've been able to connect more deeply with others, um, help others, you know, and, and, and be helped by others also who bear their vulnerability and, uh, really remember that we are never alone in our struggles. So this is really a mind, body, spirit podcast where we talk about everything life, um, no shame, no bad, no right, no no wrong, uh, it's simply a platform expression so thank you so much if you guys um are returning for your second third fourth fifth sixth seventh or more episodes (laughs) um and welcome again if you are tuning in for the first time so um a little bit of background a bit of background if you are I work in natural health and healing I'm a nutritional therapist reiki practitioner yoga teacher and student with a love for vibrational medicine such as crystal healing sound healing aromatherapy uh, you can find all of my work and all the events um, that I curate sometimes myself or with others and uh, as well as a daily schedule of meditation and yoga, up on my website, lifespacehealing.com, where you can also find a link to my Instagram, where I update pretty much daily um, on all things mind, body, spirit. So, yeah, so so it's been an interesting journey with me in terms of movement and body work um, and my relationship with my body. So to begin, I'd say I I quit the gym around two years ago and before that I was at so I was at Equinox a really lovely gym started out in America they opened up in London I really wanted to get into a routine of um, building strength and um, building muscles because that's something that I lacked so I've always had quite a petite frame but for me I really wanted to build that strength and it served its purpose for a great amount of time I love that they had different classes um, that was really why I went I kind of I'm, I've never been one of those people that have just been able to go to a gym and then kind of create a program of different reps for myself or um, I really enjoyed being in group in classes and exploring different methods of movement through these different classes. So it was great and it really served its purpose. Um, I explored different yoga teachers, I explored different um, high intensity training methods and uh, I was kind of exploring with what was working for my body and, and it really was. So it served its purpose. I think after about three years, that's my little pup in the back crying. Um, after about three years, I started to feel quite uninspired. Um, I'd walk in and I remember the switch being so... Um, profound like the switch inside me that started to feel like there was something that was just unnatural about this gym routine and I had a real urge and a call to want to move in different ways but also move in more natural ways and ways that were sort of more inclusive of nature if that makes sense. So I started to just become aware of that before making any rash or irrational decisions I continued with my gym membership for a couple of months but every time I went in I'd go in and I'd kind of look around and I'd take in my surroundings and I'm a very big believer that everything Um. what's the word everything um Adds to our overall health, whether it's our environment, our genetics, the food we eat, our lifestyle, the people we surround ourselves with. So, for me, environment is a very big part of our overall well being. And so, it is quite interesting to also look at our environment sometimes and just see, just observe, just notice. And so, I'd go in and I'd notice and I'd sort of look around and I'd see, you know. Everyone in their gym gear, you know, very specific sort of gym gear. Um, Everyone kind of doing their workouts, you know, going into gym class. And it just, I sort of looked around and I just, I felt that it just, it was feeling really unnatural. And this is, of course, a projection of me. Everything we see is a projection of ourselves. And I was noticing that a lot of it was highly for the reasons of aesthetic purposes, only so um, you know just focusing on what the body looks like and it didn't really ever get deeper than that so I'm sure for many the gym is an amazing inspiring motivating place where yes you can build strength flexibility um, challenge your yourselves I'm not saying the gym is a bad place I'm saying it's interesting to look at our intentions And also what a gym environment can breed in our intentions, within our intentions. You know, it's a lot of um, body image focus, which I was starting to find myself not really connecting with. So... Yeah, so I I decided that I was going to leave and it wasn't motivating me anymore. So I left the gym, handed in my notice or whatever, and then all of a sudden I was like, right, okay, I wanted the freedom to also start to explore other forms of movement and exercise without being tied to one place that I felt at the time finally came that it wasn't really feeding my needs I had this deeper urge in me that was wanting to connect to my body in very different ways. So I gave that up. Unfortunately, or fortunately, everything happens for a reason, not unfortunately, but for about a year and a half after that, I ended up doing no movement. So work took over. I made a million excuses for myself. I spent a lot of the time sitting down on the laptop or in bed or in the car, so really not moving much at all. And it's so interesting because in that year and a half, my my mental health really plummeted. I felt really crappy. My body became really weak. I was tired all the time. Um even though I was eating well, I just I just felt this kind of underlying ugh, feeling. And then I kept trying to immerse myself in different um classes but I always I felt overwhelmed so after a year and a half of not having done any movement I'd go straight back into let's say high intensity training class and I remember leaving just feeling like I couldn't do it I felt so unmotivated I felt more unmotivated demotivated I don't know what the word is demotivated um you know I'd go in expecting my body to just be able to pick everything back up and be on the same level as everyone around me who probably do this class once or twice a week um I had zero strength and I was pushing myself into some really intense classes even with yoga Uh, and you know every time I felt like I couldn't do it I just felt down again and I hated it and I hated going so I really just stopped And then one day I was sort of sitting and I was thinking about my yoga practice. And I just sort of thought, you know, I've been practicing yoga on and off for 12 years. How have I not progressed? And I'm not convinced that I don't love yoga. Because at the time, again, I was going to all these yoga studios and trying out all these yoga classes, mainly vinyasa. And just not really resonating with them. I found that found them a lot. A lot of the time they just felt a lot like workouts and it was all very fast paced and nothing to do with alignment or no focus on breath or no focus on meditation. And it just didn't feel like real yoga to me. And I, I knew, I knew and I know that I have a connection to yoga, but the yoga I was experiencing was not necessarily the yoga that was really resonating with me. So I felt determined I felt determined because I was also looking for something that would be working on mind body spirit. And yoga for me is that it's a it's a practice that incorporates all mind body spirit. So I knew I just needed to reconnect myself with a teacher and a and a yoga practice that really brings all of that together. And then I thought you know what I really want to also be able to be in a space where I can practice on my own. And I really want to deepen my connection to yoga and my understanding of yoga um, and further my progress in yoga, because again, I just dip in and out of classes. And when you're going to these big gyms and big studios, and there's about 35, 40 people in a class, you have one hour, it's fast paced, you're kind of trying to keep up most of the time. The teacher doesn't really have time to come round to you and amend you and teach you alignment. Or, you know, it's, it's no wonder I wasn't really progressing. So then I thought, I want to do a yoga teacher training. I want to put myself into a program, an intense teacher training, which will teach me about my body, reconnect me to yoga and deepen my knowledge and understanding of yoga. So I found a course at Yoga London and I read their course curriculum and initially when I'd seen their website it looked very commercial and I was sort of put off that but then I was recommended by a friend who um, or a girl I'd actually connected with via Instagram who became a client of mine and um, she's just now an amazing inspiration to me also. Uh, she is a yo- yoga teacher and she was really inspiring me with her yoga and I asked her where she did her teacher training and she recommended Yoga London that's where she was at the time so I signed up for the intensive which was one month every day minus weekends and I had three months until it began I think three or four months around four months until it began And I was so excited and I looked at the course curriculum and it was so holistic and it wasn't just based on the physical performance, the physical asana, the poses of yoga. It incorporates a lot of meditation, Sanskrit, chanting, Ayurveda. So really the whole um, aspect of yoga, which is so much more than just the physical practice the physical practice is only one of the eight limbs it's an eighth of what we understand yoga as so anyways the teacher training came and to put it in short (laughs) i won't go through with you in detail the experience but my god was it intense (laughs) um The feelings that came up during that month, the frustrations, the anger. I learned so much about my body and about myself during that teacher training than I probably ever had. I mean, I've been doing therapy for eight years and it was a really great way to kind of understand my emotional body and my mental body, but my physical body, to get to start to really connect to my physical body and, and understand my physical body, I was wowed. I recognized before starting the teacher training, I recognized, and this was another deep motivation for my, my want to get into something like yoga, I recognized that, you know, I saw me taking care of my health nutritionally, with food, with lifestyle um, factors in that sense. And, and then, you know, the one thing that I kind of, you know, and then looking after my emotional and mental health with things like therapy and i thought you know the one thing that's really missing is my actual physical body not not through diet but through you know movement and fluidity and and i recognized i was starting to recognize i hold a lot of tension in my body and i became aware that this tension was from years ago i mean from childhood years maybe even from birth and i felt like and i feel Like, these parts of me were sort of trapped in my body and causing things like tension and illness and stress in the body. And I just wanted to release that. I wanted a practice that was going to free my body. I had always dreamed of being a dancer from a really young age. It was my dream to do ballet and be in theater, but my father wanted me to stay in academic school. It was my dream to, to, uh, just be able to, to be free in my own body. And I used to say that to my sister all the time. And she'd always be like, but you are free. And I'd be like, I just want to be free. And I didn't really quite understand what I meant by that. It was just a feeling that I had. And I just, I always sort of felt a bit trapped. And so again, that was a huge motivation as to why I wanted to do this yoga teacher training. And I started to notice, or not notice, I guess I had come to the awareness of noticing that this tension was in my body, but to actually start to feel it, to feel just how real that tension was in my body through doing yoga teacher training, through the, the inability to, to move the way I wanted to move, and, and the inability to uh, open my body up the way my body wanted to open up, and every time I did, and every time we edged that little bit further with every deep inhale and every deep exhale over days of doing practice, something opened up within me that caused deep sadness, pain, emotions... Um we were practicing in October, so yes, it was colder months, but it was no coincidence that halfway through uh, you know, all this expression and release of all toxins, of of uh, emotions, of experiences leaving my body came up as illness. So I, I had a cold or flu, a really bad flu, halfway through. Um which then unfortunately passed on to so many of my other colleagues. And, you know, my teacher even understood, she's like, you know, the the body knows. It's just so interesting how the body expresses itself. And I was just learning so much about myself. And it wasn't happy times for me. It was really tough and really a struggle. And from the very beginning, I I noticed I had a lot of um, social anxiety around being seen in my body. Which I'd never really truly been aware of. I was so afraid to sort of move in my body in front of others, even though I love to dance and I dance and stuff when I was out. But it was a very interesting experience to just notice how much I was actually really self conscious of being seen and being afraid to take up space in my body. That makes me smile to think, because I just think of, wow, how far I've come since th- since then. And then is not even that long ago. It was just last year, October last year. So it was a, a highly transformative time for me that month it taught me so much um, and really opened my eyes up to yoga it gave me everything I was looking for and more about my body about yoga um, and I just felt so grateful for the experience I after that sort of took a break or two and didn't really go into um, I was maintaining practice um, at home uh, but didn't really go into any studios and then I traveled for a bit got engaged over January this year which is so beautiful, we were in Jamaica, came back to London and then I started to practice and I started to just try out loads of different classes and I thought you know what I'm just gonna try out loads of different teachers and just find the teachers that I love because there must be someone and I decided I wanted to try different types of yoga and not vinyasa now that i felt like i was able to practice vinyasa in my own space i really enjoyed that so i started going to kundalini found carolyn cohen amazing she she teaches at try yoga absolutely love her classes um you know it was i've done a bit of kundalini in the past but not so much so for me again it was she, she was great to begin with um I still really love going to her classes. And then I started trying Iyengar yoga. So I was going to yo- different types because there are so many different types of yoga and I was going to explore different types of yoga that I didn't even know existed. You know, I thought yoga was yoga. I didn't really understand all the different types of yoga and what they entail and what, you know, their belief systems are embedded in. So Kundalini is a very sort of spiritual practice. Um, of yoga it, it uses the physical body it's a lot about the mind and spirit and Iyengar yoga is a really really great yoga for alignment so again I found it so helpful because it was just reaffirming my uh, knowledge that I'd already been given in the yoga teacher training but now in a class in terms of alignment which I learnt ha- makes the biggest difference to your yoga practice And when we all first began in yoga teacher training, it was so funny because so many of us, you know, would so eagerly get into poses, but 99% of us were in such wrong alignment. And as soon as the teacher would come and teach us correct alignment, which is such a big part of yoga teacher training, we'd all have to come back in the pose around two or three notches in that we wouldn't be able to get as deep in a pose once the alignment was correct we'd actually have to back off quite a bit because we learn rather than learning proper alignment in a lot of kind of drop-in classes when you go in for an hour and you go out and it's super fast paced rather than learn alignment in a lot of fast paced vinyasa classes your body just kind of learns to compensate and go with what what the body can do to make it look how you think it's meant to look by the teacher's demonstration or your peers around you. And it's really got nothing to do with that. It's proper alignment so that you... And that's how a lot of injuries happen in yoga. So it's really about proper alignment, building that strength, building that flexibility and working slowly to then start to build strength and open up the body in a really healthy way where your risk of injury is a lot less. So, Iyengar, I find, is a really, really great one for beginners. And actually, when people say, oh, I really want to, you know, start yoga, but I'm not flexible or I'm not strong enough, I always suggest Iyengar yoga with a teacher who's, you know, good with beginners. And for me, that was Dina Kareem Again, she's at Yoga in Chelsea. um I think she's still there. And she does very great um. Uh, beginner classes and sometimes beginner courses in Iyengar yoga and it's just so helpful because then you can apply that alignment in all of your other yoga classes whether it's ashtanga whether it's vinyasa and it really really helps your progression so so I went on to this so I continued sort of on this journey of understanding Alignment, understanding proper strength, flexibility, but also another thing that we learned so much of in yoga teacher training was um you know the the to 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 really limit and let go of the attachment to the body and let go of that expectation that we put on the body and and comparison you know all of these are the three thieves of joy, as my therapist Donna says, um, that the bridge retreat, which is an emotional healing retreat that my therapist Donna holds every month, it's incredible. Um, You know, we talk about the three thieves of joy being judgment, comparison, and expectation. And so much of the time, we put these on ourselves every single day. And it's so funny, because sometimes when you go into yoga class, you see people like competitively, looking around and and it's you know it's sometimes has the sense of ego and competition that really makes me laugh Um, and yoga teacher training really teaches you to uh, to really tune into the body to use the breath to anchor into the present moment it's such a mindful practice to really be with the body but not attached to the body and to not, not compare and, and, and rather than expect, to stay with the sensation. So I always say to uh, my class or clients that I teach now, you know, release any expectation and stay with the sensation, meaning don't look around at everybody to compare and see, you know, try to fit into what you think this pose should look like because everybody is also at such a different level. So what the pose might look like for me may look so different to you and vice versa. So as long as we have the alignment there and the different variations of each pose that we can take that go from beginner to an advanced level, and we can sit with that pose and in that pose and allow to be where the body is meant to be in that present moment in time accepting ourselves as we are in that space without comparing without judging but with pure love instead so doing it because we love our bodies and we bodies and we want to give our bodies that that freedom that that freedom of of well-being of of openness so that was another thing you know the the learning the patience that everything is a journey and, you know, rushing and, and the body compensating in different poses and that's how we create injury. I know so many people, yogis included, yoga teachers included, that got into yoga with a very egotistical domination and have ended up with serious injuries. Or friends that you know go into yoga and they really want to get into those backbends. And they really force it because it looks good. Or they want to take a quick photo for Instagram. And they end up with serious injuries that are lifelong injuries. And now it means they can't practice yoga. They can't practice nearly any sport that they used to practice. And what a shame. When the ego takes over we can lead ourselves into serious injury. So it's really dropping the ego. It's not about getting the hands to the floor. It's not about doing the headstand. It's not about, it's about working with your body, reconnecting to your body. Yoga means to yoke, union. We bring together mind, body, spirit. We connect. We connect to ourselves. We connect to the earth, to love, to... It's connection. <clears throat> it's not a competition, And so with yoga, we offer ourselves the opportunity daily or once a week or once a month, whatever it may be, if we even choose to take yoga up as a practice. But we offer ourselves that opportunity to connect to ourselves, to connect to the present moment with breath, with awareness, and the opening up of the body using asanas, which are yoga poses. And the reason yoga can be so beneficial, can be seen as so beneficial, is that it's not just a physical practice, but even in the physical practice, it is working with the energetic channels of the body, the meridians in Chinese medicine, or nadis known in Indian philosophy. And these energy channels contain life force energy, the energy that animates all of living beings and living things on this planet earth contains life force energy that's something that's being measured in science today and this energy runs through the body through these energy channels which aren't physical they're energetic and we have our chakras our main energy centers so these nadis these energy channels run through these chakras and In Eastern medicine and Eastern practices, it is believed that when these energy channels become blocked through, let's say, lifestyle, through diet, through lack of movement, uh, through stress, through tension, uh, it can cause illness. And the other way around, illness can cause a blockage of energy in the body. So there are many ways that we can get these energy channels free flowing through the body many ways that support that movement is one of them yoga is one of them it's an ancient practice that uh, works with that really beautifully Uh, different healing modalities like reiki um, crystals aromatherapy sound healing um, so many different ways that we can support our energetic bodies and that is why some people tend to cry or tend to feel certain emotions during their yoga practice because emotions are simply energy in motion. The energy is then moving through the body and what was being held there is finally being given the opportunity to express itself and that's why yoga is a really healing practice for many people, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, uh, because the more we work with our bodies to open up these energy pathways to to allow this energy to freely flow through us the more we are giving our bodies the chance to heal and I find that all healing modalities are really just a platform to allow expression because healing comes in expression healing comes through expression Whatever is left unexpressed is held in and causes dis-ease in the body, disease. So, um, so yeah, so, so since then, it, it's been my intention more than anything that has changed in the way that I want to move my body strengthen my body and open up my body. The intention is now with love. So I was one of those people that you know would go to the gym. So I'd have my gym membership, I had it for years, and I'd go to the gym and I'd go on like an outburst. So I do like, all of a sudden I'd get into a routine of four times a week, five times a week for three, four weeks, and then I'd stop again. And then I'd be like, I need to go to the gym. So it was like all these expectations of I should go to the gym. And I wouldn't say it was in a kind of self-loathing way. I was at that point kind of building my relationship with myself through therapy and, and stuff like that. So I wouldn't say that I'd kind of go because I'd be like, oh, I feel fat or gross or disgusting or... It was mainly because I wanted to build muscle and I wanted to feel strong. But it was also never consistent. So it was like extreme and then stop and then extreme and then stop. And I'd say majority of the time, as much as it made me feel good after, a lot of the time it also made me really tired. And a lot of the time I loathed it and I dragged myself to the gym and I'd be like, because I have to you know, I uploaded this pressure on me that I had to do this. And that's another realization that I came to when I'd walk around the gym. And I just kind of think, you know, why am I forcing myself to do something that feels so unnatural to me? Gyms didn't exist. You know, when we lived amongst nature and in the wild, we didn't have gyms, but we moved our bodies every day, because we had to hunt, we had to gather, we had to move, we 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 built that strength through natural movement, carrying rocks, trees, plants, I don't, you know, like just in a natural way, and I really wanted to reconnect to that, and there's an amazing guy called Ben Meader who I still have not yet been to one of his sessions, but a really good friend of mine uh, suggested him to me, and I, I love his work, and I love what he does, and he does a lot of natural movements, and moving in nature, climbing trees, and Um, I think he has a class on every Monday evening at 42 Acres. That was the kind of stuff I wanted to reconnect to. So I decided to also, as well as kind of yoga and stuff, just move on a daily basis, just move, whether that's getting up in the morning, going for a walk, taking my dog for a walk, priority to move my body in a way, not because I should, not because I need to, but because it feels good to move. And if I don't feel like it, I don't do it. That's another huge thing that I'm going to get into now. But I just thought if I want to be I want to be active cuz it feel because it feels good for me. It feels great. I feel great. My mood feels great. My my hormones are great when I'm moving. I feel good. And so I just made it a point that I'd move at any Point I could so whether that was um, cycling instead of driving or climbing the stairs instead of taking the lift um, walking from places rather than taking any kind of transport like just using my legs um, and then I started to engage in favorite yoga classes and uh, I also came across yin yoga and that taught me A whole opposite to movement. That taught me stillness. That taught me slowing down, switching off. Not engaging the muscles, but yin yoga works with engaging connective tissues. Um, Really great for the joints. It's holding each pose for three to five minutes, you know, in a sort of restorative way. But you feel enough sensation but not too much where it feels painful. So it's so great for conditioning your joints. It's so great for the connective tissues. It's so great for improving flexibility. It was also another really great addition to my yoga practice. And then um, and th- that for me was also hugely transformative. When we sit in stillness whilst opening up the body, oof, what a huge opportunity for thoughts and emotions and frustrations and anger and everything possible to rise, to come up. You know, and in the beginning, I'd my mind would be racing and I'd feel so angry and frustrated and be like, oh, this is so annoying, I just wanna move, I just wanna, you know, to sit still can be so difficult for us. It's that, it's yin, it's that yin phase. The yang is what we see so much of in London and cities where it's go, 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 go. You know, even the yoga that we see in studios is, you know, called relaxing but it's not. it's a very yang practice. It's moving, it's action. that's yang. So really things that are yin are stuff that's very slowing down meditation. Yin yoga is stillness, practice like holding poses for long periods of time um, times. and it's so funny because because we're so used to being in such a yang environment, we often crave yang exercises. Uh, like HIT, like hot yoga, like spinning, like. But actually, what we need is the opposite. And that's yin to create that balance of well being. And so we can become really adverse to yin practices because we're not used to it. So sitting in stillness to begin with is like a knife to the head. It's like, fuck this shit. What the fuck am I doing here? And that's how I'd feel. And then as soon as I breathe through that, I have, so I have, I have a really great teacher Natasha Carey. Also, she's at Tri She does Tri Yoga Shoreditch, Ealing, and Chelsea. And she um she's just great. The way she teaches Yin Yoga, so wise, um, really inclusive of talking about the energetic body throughout the practice, and was really reassuring that you know it's. <laughs> everyone's in silence but when I would start having those thoughts she would talk about the possibilities of these frustrations and things coming up and to breathe through them and again I learned so much about reconnecting to the breath and using the breath to move through my body to move through any tensions in my body and anything that was coming up and just really allowing it to be and allowing it to rise up and it was just so incredibly transformative, it was really changing my life that I felt like I really wanted to do yin yoga teacher training again to deepen my practice. Um but I fell more in love with it than I did Vinyasa. So I spoke to Natasha and I ended up doing my by I don't believe anything's by chance. I think everything's meant to be, but it just so happened that her teacher, who was like the queen of yin yoga, Sarah Powers, um, was coming to London. So she's based in California. Uh, she's been practicing from like the early 80s or 70s even. And she was coming to London to do a teacher training at Tri Yoga in Camden. And, you know, Natasha was almost adamant that it would be sold out, but there happened to be a space left. So I was like, it's meant to be. Um, so I booked right away and a couple of months later ended up embarking on my yin yoga tre- teacher training of which I'm doing the level two for in this coming November. Again, that was really um, transformative. And Sarah Powers teaches with so much wisdom, um, a lot of background on Buddhism and Taoism and um, the teacher training also involved mindful, mindfulness and meditation so really, really beautiful, uh, and then Sarah Powers also has a background in uh, psychotherapy, so it's a, a really, a really beautiful training that again incorporates mind, body, and spirit, and um, yeah. So, so, so again, it was the 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 slowing down. So now, as well as I was, kind of mentioning earlier. When I feel like I need to rest, I honor my body with that rest. And this is how I've been able to create a more consistent practice because I've released the pressure and the expectations with the should and the I need to and the should. And it's just like no, now I know that when I want to go and move my body, I will move my body in a way that feels good for me, whether that's a self-practice at home, whether that's um, going to a class in a studio, and then also incorporating for me, you know, that, that, that yoga is amazing, but I do feel like it's uh, very much my practice is super strengthened when I have strengthening practices in. So I feel like yin yoga is giving me the flexibility working on the connective tissues. Yoga is giving me the kind of fluidity and movement, um, building a bit of strength and also maintaining that flexibility. But then what's really helping my strength and build on that yoga practice are things like bar and pilates. And then in between, I've explored doing some fun things like kung fu and kickboxing, um, which I, you know, I love, but more than ever also, uh, dance. And I'll get onto that bit in a moment. But it's that, you know, just again, exploring and finding classes and finding teachers that I love motivates me to want to go. And if I'm tired, I'm like, I rest. I don't feel guilty about it. Sometimes there are three, four weeks I don't go. Um, and then I go again and it's been so consistent in that sense where it's sort of like I haven't left it long enough that I've completely forgotten about it where I usually would completely forget about it for six months to a year to a year and a half two years it's like giving my body the rest that it needs in between also to heal um and rest if it needs to, and that's a big thing that I was noticing in the beginning of my practice and stuff was not trying to force four to five times a week because I was noticing that the longer I'd sort of leave for recovery in between, the better I'd actually perform in my next session. So, f- to begin with, I was going twice a week, um, two times a week, and then I'd build up maybe three times a week or keep it back down to two times a week, then I'd build up, you know. Three, four times, now I do like three, four times a week different movements. So it's not all intense stuff. So, one, you know, if it's four times a week, it might do one day yin yoga, another day yoga, one day dance. And then in between that, just other forms of movement cycle, you know, cycle through the park, uh, try something new, see how that feels. So I really just mix and match and go with what feels right. But every time I know if something's gonna feel good for me, or if I want to know if something's gonna feel good for my body, I just give a moment to to sit there and think, ooh, how does yoga feel right now to me in my body? Like I think of yoga and then I think, ooh, delicious. I would love to go do a kundalini class right now. I really want that extra kind of um, physical, mental, and spiritual strength. Yes, let's go. Or ooh, I really would love a delicious yin class. Yes, let's go. Or yes, I want to feel strong and and empowered in my body. Let's do Pilates. Let's do bar. But for instance, today I was like, like you know, yesterday I did an an amazing dance class. I thought oh, I wanna I wanna move. I wanna dance. You know, Monday and Tuesday started off as such a crap crap two days from me and then yesterday Wednesday I was like oh I just felt uh. and I thought you know what dance I know dance just makes me so happy let's find a dance class I really want to take because again I'm still exploring the different forms of dance there's so many but I know dance makes me so happy doing five rhythms um, makes me so gives me so much happiness brings me so much happiness and freedom in my body if you haven't heard of five rhythms I really urge you to check it out it's a very deep meaningful, moving dance practice. um, That's all about freedom of expression through dance in whichever way you want to move your body. Um, So I have one called Sweaty Thursdays, which is a lot more intense on Thursdays in Vauxhall. But again, it's moving your body however you want to. So if you want to lie down on the floor in front of the altar all night, you can do that. Um, But it's been a really profound experience for me in, in the ways in which we can really move and express whatever we need to, and move it out of the body. And that, this is something that I reconnected to at the bridge. So when I did the bridge retreat in May this year with Donna, my therapist, so the bridge, again, it's this emotional healing retreat. And when I did that, a lot of what we do there is various different forms of therapy and healing rituals, cognitive and cathartic. And so it's like using a lot of kind of understanding patterns and behaviors, and then also a lot of body work to actually express and release to heal that whole saying, you know, you have to feel it to heal it. So the bridge really reconnected me to the ritual of dance, of bodywork, of moving and shaking the body to release whatever it is we're holding on to. And that is when I realized I've always had this dream to dance. I've always wanted to dance. I'm just going to start taking up dance. And then I went to five rhythms after a friend, a really dear friend took me and I just fell in love because it was sort of what we had been experiencing at the bridge um, and I just loved this new thing that I'd connected to which is just freedom of expression through movement of the body however way you want to move and you know you're in a room full of people men and women sometimes they do women only events the first one I went to was a women only kind of special um, but the sweaty Thursdays ones are men and women and it's just so beautiful to stand in a room full of dancers non-dancers you know they they always say we're all dancers we are all dancers uh, it's such a tribal beautiful primal uh, aspect of ourselves that man, many of us have lost connection to you know in so many tribes dance is such a, a huge great uh coming together of people of, of healing of you know so beautiful so you kind of you really experience that as something like five rhythms and Five Rhythms is global. They have it all over the world. They've been running for so many years now, I think 30 years, if I'm not mistaken. And it's just such a beautiful practice. And sometimes I look around and I'm just in sheer awe of um, the men mostly. You know, I see these men turn up and the way that they just express themselves through moving in their bodies. You know, I find it so powerful when men are so uh, willing to do the work and they do when they do it it's like wow you know it's incredible so um I've definitely moved a lot of anger through my body a lot of frustration through my body I've had some very deep and painful experiences come up during five rhythms that I find it so deep and moving that it's not really a practice that I uh that I go to every week as it's on every week it's um it's a, it's a big one for me so i kind of do it every month every two months um otherwise for instance yesterday i found a dancehall class and i love dancehall um my favorite one of you know one of my favorite genres of music that i listened to so much growing up so i was like awesome sounds wicked uh let's go took myself to this dance hall class teacher was incredible so high energy felt so good danced the whole thing out like sweat so much felt so good left on such a high like crazy rush of endorphins um, and it's so funny I always stopped myself from going to dance class because I was like I'm so mal-coordinated I can't do this and that's why I never got into dance because I always had this fear of being judged or whatever or not being good enough and then literally off the bridge I was like if I keep making that excuse for myself or putting that in my head, I'm never going to dance. And how sad will that be if I'm 60 looking back being like, I wish I danced more. And I just thought, you know, I was quite angry at myself. And I was like, fuck that shit. Let's go because you can and you're going to and it's gonna feel amazing. And I went and again, it's just a matter of exploring and finding classes and teachers that you know, you feel comfortable with or resonate with or pull you out of your comfort zone. And And, you know, in the end, it feels really great. So I left on such a high yesterday. And it's so funny because instead of doing dance last night, I was like, in the morning I did that, it still creeps up, you know, when I was like, oh, I haven't really moved in quite a couple of weeks since we went to India and came back. As in, I haven't, you know, um, done any of my things to kind of keep my body um, feeling good. And I was like, oh, I should go to Barcore. Which is bar classes, and I booked, and then I felt so not motivated, and I was like, Ugh. and I just felt tired, and I was like, I don't want to go, and I was like, so why am I going? I had this whole conversation with it. I was like, why am I going? Why am I forcing it? If you don't want to go, don't go. Like you'll want to go eventually, so just don't go. So I cancelled. Then I realized later on that evening, I was like, you know what? I would love to do tonight dance. All the dance classes usually run in the evening. That I that I go to. So I did that instead, and that was something that I wanted to go to. It felt good in my heart. I wanted to dance because I wanted to have fun doing it, not be so serious and tense. I like to move and smile and laugh when I'm dancing. The, the teacher was amazing for that. Uh, her name's Laura. <coughs> uh, Laura Vicente at DanceWorks, which is on Boulderton Street, just behind Oxford Street, uh, on Wednesdays from 6 to 7. She's amazing. So I did that, and then um and then immediately put me on a high woke up this morning in such a great mood on such a great high and I realized through dance the capability and the ability of my body and how good it felt to move that today when I woke up I was like yes amazing I want to go to bar and so the time for bar literally came a day later but whatever I was it was I was feeling that sluggish kind of slump you know it really helped to move through that, through something like dance, through something that was going to uplift me, not, not you know, not feel serious, which I sometimes feel in these kind of classes, you know, whether it's barre Pilates, it is very serious. And there's a time for that. But for me, so much of it has also been having fun with it, loving it, enjoying it. So I had so much fun in this class and it was like so much movement and fluidity and like laughter and love and then today I felt right okay today I can you know be a bit more serious and strengthen because I'm you know I noticed the huge benefits that all these things have when combined together so um yeah I'd say that's pretty much where I'm at with my body and and I think the key things here are the intention you know what is what is the intention that we put forward when we take up movement or exercise? Are we doing it out of a, a place of love? Like, do we want to do this for our bodies because we love our bodies? You know, we, we want to give this to our bodies because we love our bodies, or are we doing it because we loathe our bodies and we're thinking we're not good enough as we are, so I need to go to the gym and I sugar to the gym because I need to lose weight and I need to look like this, and I just, you know, which is so toxic and such a negative cycle um or am i doing this because actually i love my body and i want to give this to my body and then with that being patient and not comparing and expecting and just being patient on the journey and working with your body loving your body you know when i when i'm in a stretch now and i can't stretch as far as other people stretch i stay exactly where i am so, so that i you know i can feel that the stretch is happening but i'm not forcing myself into injury and i'm breathing through that with little love notes And I'm just putting that love into my body, being like, I love you, body, like, well done. You know, you're doing so good. Sounds so silly, but why? We have no problem sitting there um, criticizing ourselves in our mind, being like, oh, you're so ugly, oh, you're so fat. You know, a lot of us have that negative chit-chatter. It's so funny that it seems strange that we sit there instead and say, I love you, well done, you're amazing. Just breathe through it. You are exactly where you need to be. Your body is amazing. Like, our bodies are so incredible. The amount of things they go through on a daily basis to keep us alive, the things that we take for granted every day that we don't even notice and give thanks for, for breathing, our hearts for beating, our legs for carrying us, our brains, you know, everything. Our body is just an unbelievable, super complex system that we you know seldom appreciate and uh, some of you may be asking well you know how how do i love myself you know how do we learn to love ourselves and if you are dealing with a lot of sort of negative mind chatter and self-hatred um a really interesting point that donna made on the bridge retreat was that uh, we can only really make room for self-love when we've gone through grieving and grieving is a natural response to any kind of loss in life not just death but like loss of an opportunity loss of innocence loss of childhood we all experience loss in some shape or form in our lives and grief is a natural reaction to that and grief comes up as sadness um, anger and fear And when we don't allow ourselves to express that because somewhere along the way in society we were told that it's not right to show these emotions, you know. We just get on and go on with it. Like, get on, life moves on. Um, So when we don't express these, we don't allow ourselves to fully grieve. We hold them in the body. And then it's kind of like we fuel in, you know, the hatred sort of fuels it. We feel not worthy. We feel not good enough. We feel unlovable. Um... So really the answer is to try to tap in to things within us that we feel we may not have expressed. So unexpressed experiences within our bodies that maybe we need to sit with and grieve and allow to come up and really feel it, to heal it. Um, Trace it back to the root. Because a really great way to do that is to look at what triggers us, you know. If we find ourselves getting annoyed at certain things, behaviors and situations, look at why. Uh, Why does the way that person does that really trigger you? What do you feel? What does that feel like for you? What does it remind you of? Can you trace that back to something in your childhood? You know, our triggers are huge indications every day of areas of which we need to heal in. And so are our patterns of behaviors, um, uh, not behaviors, our patterns within relationships. All relationships are such great mirrors of us. You know, we are all mirrors of each other. So that's another way. But more of that in another episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed. I'm not going to chew your ear off for any longer. Thank you. If you guys have stayed for this long, it's been an hour. Um, I love you all. I'm grateful for you all. Thank you so much again for over 5,000 plays. I can't believe it. Um, I have some really exciting news coming up that I'm going to be sharing on my Instagram next week. So if you are on there... um. Stay tuned. If not, check it out at Lunar Oniari, L-U-N-A-R-O-N-I-Y-A-R-I. Um, I've been waiting to share this with you guys for so many months now. Um, and it's been something that's been on my heart for a long, long time, and it's really exciting news. So yeah, keep tuned, stay tuned. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on your experiences with uh, your bodies and your experiences with movement, on your experiences with dance, with yoga. Um, please join in on the conversation. This platform is also here for us to share, to discuss, to open up. Um, so you can get at me via Instagram, email, all the information's on my website lifespacehealing.com. And as always, I'm going to leave you with my favorite song of the day.
1: Yo, remember yo. back yeah. on The Bully when cats used to harmonize? Like, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> yo, I I yo, my men and my women, don't forget you know, about, the the deal. Deal. about the day. This is not the most to cane. Yo, yeah. <laughs> it's about a thing. Yo, feel good. Talking out your neck and you're a Christian I'm A Muslim sleeping with the gin Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in Who you gonna tell when the repercussion is spent Showing off your ass cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend Let me break it down for you again You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gin, baby girl Respect is just the minimum Are you still defending them now? Long Women in Philly pen it's silly when girls sell their souls because it's sin. Look at where you be in, hair weaves like europeans fake nails done by Koreans. Come again, Yo, a win-win. come again. A the with his rims and his Timbs and his women, him and his men. Come in the club like hooligans, don't care who they fan, poppin' in. You got you. Yeah. Let's stop pretending. The one to pack, pissed out by the waistman, Chris out by the casement. Still the name of this basement. basement, the pretty face, man claiming that they did a bit, man. Need to take care of their three and four kids. Been the face in court case when the child supports late. Money taking home, breaking now You wonder why women hate me. The sneaky silent man. The punk Rollins, men. the violence man. The quick to shoot the semen, stop acting like boys and men How you gon' to win when you ain't right? But then, how you gon' win when you ain't right? Within? How you a- ain't right within. Dream. How you gonna win I when you ain't right within? Ain't uh-uh, come again. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yo, yo, come again. Yeah. 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 don't come again. Yeah. Yeah.